you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey there, everybody. It is Wednesday, July 27th, 2022. Welcome to the NFL Fantasy Football Podcast, where we are doing our homework. It's me, your man, MG Marcus Grant. Michael Florio still on location, uh, hopefully getting him back soon. Enjoy whatever time you have off, Florio. Uh, looking forward, though, to getting you back and ready to work uh, in very short order. Producer Randy is at the controls. Uh, and coming back, a return visit. I knew it was going to happen. I told him ahead of time it was going to happen. I told everybody in the building that it was going to happen just so we could kind of clear some space. Uh, but it is Laquan Jones. Uh, you know him from any number of various places. You know him on Twitter at Real Deal Fantasy. But he's also a co-worker now as he is part of the research team. Uh, at last talk, Laquan, you were uh, you had been out here temporarily kind of starting and scouting out the place. Now you are back. Uh, are you have you officially settled in? Do you do you feel like you are one of us now? I mean, my friends are poking fun that I'm like Hollywood now because where I'm living. But I'm like, man, I'm, I still got the jersey in me, man. But I'm, I'm comfortable <laughs> now. I'm comfortable now. I, I miss Jersey just a tad bit, though. I mean, well, one, you 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 moved to a high rent district, right? You're in Rancho <laughs> Palos Verdes, which you know, like, it is it is 
uh, how should we say, bougie a little bit down there. Uh, they're right on the beach. It's very, very nice. Uh, yeah. the, the other part of it is, though, here's the thing. Daniel LaRusso was from Jersey, and then he moved up to the Valley, and then he ended up in a karate tournament. They made a whole movie about it. You should go check nice. it out at some point. But uh, anyway, we are, we're glad to have you back. Um, training camp has started, so there's plenty of stuff to talk about. We'll go through some headlines uh, of things that have happened recently that are fantasy relevant, but also uh, put together a list of, of questions about training camp, things you're sort of paying attention to, things you're looking forward to, because uh, this is the time when we actually have things to talk about. We have spent the last few months just sort of making stuff up as we go and, and finding any perceived bit of news that we could hang on to. So now we actually have things to talk about, so... We're going to talk about them, but uh, let's start with some of the big news headlines from the past few days. Uh, one that came out yesterday, and it's one we've all sort of been waiting for, LQ. Uh, Kyle Shanahan has officially committed to Trey Lance as the Niners starting Dang. quarterback. He says, you know, we've talked to Jimmy Garoppolo about it. Jimmy understands what the situation is. Trey understands. The team understands. Uh, but we are moving on to the Trey Lance era. So while we had always sort of believed this was going to happen, now it is yeah. official. So now that we have the green light from Kyle Shanahan, does this change at all how you have been or how you want to draft Trey Lance? Uh, maybe just a tad bit, because I feel like people were already drafting him because like we kind of knew this was coming. Like We kind of knew this was what, what was happening. But, I mean, you might have some people out there, like part of that crowd is me as well, with a little bit of concern of the small sample. But in the same breath, he could easily finish as a top seven quarterback. You know what I mean? The rushing upside, that premium there is great. And Debo doesn't want to have running back duty as well. You know what I mean? From weeks 10 through 17, you know, Debo averaged at least seven rushing attempts per game. That is about to just get laid right into the hands of Trey Lance, where it becomes like, you know, there's no way he doesn't finish top seven with this rushing upside. Well, and I think you, know, you talk about the whole Debo factor, right? And, and part of the offseason for the 49ers has been Debo being unhappy about what his role was last year, not wanting to run the football so much. So you're right. With a guy like Trey Lance, I think that takes some of that off of his plate. And before anybody freaks out, I know everybody, I won't say everybody, but there are a lot of people out there who keep saying, well, if Debo's not running the ball, he's not going to be as effective in fantasy. And I point to the fact that even without his rushing stats, you just take all that out. He was still a top 10 fantasy receiver last year. Absolutely. Just great at football. Just based (laughs) on his his pass catching numbers alone, he was a top 10 receiver. So I don't think you should panic too much about what Debo is going to be. Um, As for Lance, what has been frustrating to me is that I was sort of hoping, and I've said this before, I was hoping to draft him sort of the way I drafted Jalen Hurts last year, where I would sort of get kind of a mid-tier quarterback as my QB1. I was able to come back and get Jalen Hurts later. That, I feel like, is not happening just because Lance is getting drafted as a top-10 quarterback. Like Last year, we were drafting Hurts as kind of a fringe QB1, you know, high-end QB2. We're not getting that kind of discount with Trey Lance. We're We're paying top price for Trey Lance. And like I said, it changes a tad bit how you change. It's just more of a stamp on our approval. Like, yeah, we could full set in this. This guy's going to be legit. Yeah, I mean, I think that's kind of what it is. We all we love it. We love you know we love the rushing upside. You know the the rich rebar Konami code, uh, yeah. as it's become known, and <laughs> we we love the fact that he's look. You put him in an offense with 
talent around him. I mean, you know, yeah. Debo and George Kittle, uh, Elijah Mitchell ran the ball effectively last year. There's been a, I don't know if you've heard, have you heard the Brandon Ayuk drum beats? They're getting louder. Uh, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear that. You, you know how I feel about Ayuk. I don't want to hear it. Oh my god! But you know, uh, you know whatever. It's you know, ADP is not that high. It's not that high. It's actually not a yet. Sweet spot. Not yet. Yeah. But the, the drum beats have been pounding, and then you've got Shanahan coming oh, out saying louder. that he's saying that you know he's matured and he's becoming a leader. Uh -huh. Um, it's coming. And I look. I say this as somebody who last year I drafted Ayuk in a lot of spots. Uh, I, I will never forget in Scott Fishbowl last season, missing out on Ayuk and, and saying to myself, fine, I'll settle for Debo Samuel. And then look yeah. how that played. And then look how, look how that turned out. So, uh, but, yeah. but the, the Ayuk, the Ayuk talk is back for, for another season. Um, I can mute his name. <laughs> so, but I do have to ask this, right? Because obviously Lance is pegged now to be the starter in San yeah. Francisco. Mm -hmm. uh, there's talk about what the 49ers do with Jimmy Garoppolo. Do they trade him? Do they just outright release him and let him sort of find his way as a free yeah. agent? Uh, you know, we'll, we'll see sort of what happens with that. But I'll ask you, do you think Jimmy ends up as a starter somewhere before the year is out? Um, I could see Jimmy as a starter. It's not many places. Um, one spot that I could see him landing. I've been kind of beating this drum, you know, for a couple months now about the Texans actually making a move for Jimmy G with the obvious, you know, relationship, previous relationship with the GM over there. You know, he was on the Patriots staff and he was able to draft Jimmy G. So it kind of makes sense where, you know, why not? And they kind of want to bring in a veteran guy that can help Davis Mills, you know, kind of mold into this quarterback we want him to be. Because I'm a huge Davis Mills fan, and I want him to do good. You know what I mean? I like what he put on tape last year, and I became a fan of him. So I don't see it really hurting Davis Mills in the long run. But us fantasy, you know, guys, we want Davis Mills to be Davis Mills day one, week one. But, you know, if Jimmy G comes in, you know, long term, the long ball, we're looking at, you know, a good development. I, I do think he's going to end up as a starter somewhere. I don't yeah. think it's going to be week one because I think everybody is, you know, barring injury, everybody is pretty much yeah. set with their quarterback. But I, but I think that's what happens, right? Like it's inevitable a quarterback somewhere is going to get hurt and miss significant time yeah. because it, it happens every year. every year. And I think and I think that is when you see a team maybe pick up the phone. If the Niners haven't traded him or if they haven't released him, that's when you see a team pick up the phone, yeah. call John Lynch and say, hey – you know, Let's what do stop. we have to do to get Jimmy over here? Whatever it is, is going to involve the Niners probably eating a yeah. good chunk of that contract. Yeah. Uh, again, that's provided they hold on to him. Uh, you know, maybe they do just decide that, that you know, to to quote Gwyneth Paltrow, a, a conscious uncoupling is uh, best like for that. everybody. Yeah. yeah who knows? <laughs> um, down in Tampa. We were waiting for some of these veteran receivers to come off the board, and one of them finally has. Julio Jones signs a one-year deal with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So Julio, uh, you know, what, a year or two removed from being an Atlanta Falcon, now gets to potentially terrorize the Falcons twice a year. Yeah. We get Julio Jones revenge games like twice a year. It's going to be interesting. Twice a year. It's going to be insane. Uh, okay, but let's, let's keep it a buck, right? Mm. The Julio Jones we've seen the last few years – is not the same guy who was a fantasy stud, who was, you know, a lot of times the first wide receiver off the board in a lot of drafts. That guy, that guy hasn't been around in a couple of years. Yeah. So where are you comfortable drafting him if you're comfortable drafting him at all? I got to be honest. Like, I probably won't draft him. Like, quote, unquote, I seen what Adam Rank said yesterday. I'm good. That was like the best. <laughs> like, I'm good. But, you know, 
I don't know where if I had to put around it, probably like the 10th, 11th round. And, you know, I think my wide receivers are sealed up at that point where I have, you know, the wide receiver one and two on my team and maybe even a three. But I can see him being my four or five. You know, if he produces, he produces very low risk, you know, but it, it's I can't really, you know, go out there and draft Julio and be conscious and be like, yeah, my team's about to eat. It's about I, to eat I, every single week. <laughs> I think I saw that he right now was like wide receiver 70, 75. 70, like some, yeah, underdog. Yeah. And it's like I can only see that going up because that drum's going to be too. You know, all he needs is one camp video and that's it. Well, that's all you need. Well, I don't even think you needed a camp video. I feel like from the moment they announced his signing, I think people, yeah. I, again, I always talk about muscle memory. Um, with with fantasy players, yes. guys that, that were just used sells. to drafting, the name still sells. Yeah. So you have Julio Jones and the name value that he brings, and you pair him with Tom Brady <laughs> and the name value that that brings. And I just think people's eyes sort of lit up. It's um, not 2014 Julio Jones or 15. It's not that. It's guy. not. <laughs> I, think, I think we have to sort of remind ourselves of that. Now, I will say that early on, there's potentially an opportunity depending on yeah. what Chris Godwin's health is going to be. Mm -hmm. uh, we know that Gronk's not there. I'm not. Are you buying? I'm not buying Kyle Rudolph. I'm sorry. <laughs> no. Okay. No, absolutely not. Okay. I just no. want to make sure that we're okay with that. Um, <laughs> but there's, I guess, there's a slight opportunity for him to, you know, be kind of productive. Yeah. Uh, but there's just a lot of mouths to feed in that offense, even with Tom Brady as the quarterback. Yeah. Uh, even with Byron Leftwich, you know, sort of pulling the strings there, I, I just find it hard to imagine Julio gives us the sort of return that we want. Yeah. I, I mean, I just, I, <laughs> I'm just not seeing it right now. Uh, let me ask you this though. So, like between veteran wide receivers who are, you know, in newer places, uh, who'd you rather have, Julio Jones or AJ Green? Ooh. I'm a huge AJ Green guy, but I like AJ Green's situation better because, you know, D Hop is still suspended those six games. So, you know, I'm really leaning on AJ Green to produce some weeks out of there. I've been grabbing him up as like my fourth, fifth wide receiver as well. Scott Fishbowl, he was my very last pick. And I feel as though that is great value on a guy that's going to see a large number of targets, you know, in the first couple of weeks until D Hop comes back. Yeah, I've, I haven't, I can't say I've drafted much AJ Green because I've gone the Rondale Moore route, but I do think, yeah. I think it's basically a, a, a conversation of who picks up the slack in those yeah. targets um, while, while Nuke is out on suspension. Um, but yeah, I just thought it was interesting. AJ Green, Julio Jones picked two picks apart back in 2011, guys who've had, uh, you know, fairly similar, fairly similar careers. Yeah. Uh, both were stars somewhere else and now are, you know, late career uh, <laughs> in a new city. Um, does this have an impact on Russell Gage? Because he was sort of a fantasy darling earlier this offseason. Does, does Julio Ooh. take food off his plate? Yeah, I, I really feel as though Russell Gage was being drafted a little too high for my taste at one point. Um, as high as the sixth round, I've seen him go. But um, that was more so before we heard about Godwin being healthy for week one. So with Godwin being healthy, he already took like a hit right there with the ADP. And then now you sign Julio. Now we're looking at, you know, snap opportunities. How many times of, of you know, a game is Russell Gage going to be on the field? That's one of those situations where, like, I can't draft the Russell Gage, you know, with that pre-man anymore. I can't draft him as a wide receiver four or five because he might be just a bench spot for the rest of the season. If Julio turns out and he puts up like 700 yards and he ends up with six touchdowns you know who is going to be able to stay on the field if he's healthy but again I, I it's like a huge question mark with the shares that i do have of russell gage let's talk about a, a you know time comes at you 
times comes at you fast uh yeah. sort of moment like we're talking about julio jones like yeah if he can get you like 700 yards i'm like oh man uh, that's disgusting to say other time comes for us all man <laughs> like life comes at you fast for real yeah it does <laughs> but that that's sort of where we are with julio jones um yeah, it's gonna be the Bucks. In, the Bucks offense is going to be an interesting one to figure out because there's yeah. so many places to go with the football, uh, and all those guys are really talented and can can be playmakers. The question is, do they sort of cannibalize each other uh, as the season goes on? Um, in Jacksonville, James Robinson reportedly will not start training camp on the pup list. Uh, surprising, surprising, right? I mean, I think we all sort of anticipated that after suffering an injury late, late in the season. I think it was. Yeah mid to late December uh, when he got hurt. And it, it looked like he was going to be out for an extended period of time. But right now, it's like he's going to be on the field. Travis Etienne was, I think, an ADP darling in a lot of drafts. Yeah. Should we be concerned about that ADP? Or should we maybe you know knock him down a round or two because James Robinson is there? How are you feeling about that? Um, I don't think so. I, I think ETN stays the same. It's not like a huge impact with James Robson involved. Dougie P is known to use multiple running backs, but I'm looking at the PPR upside here. And Travis ETN is pretty good with the football and open space as well. Dougie P understands that. And then the relationship between Trevor Lawrence, the previous college, you know, guys. So I really feel as though like the ADP stays the same for me, the same, you know, expectations for Travis ETN. Cause again, he's like a lot of running back twos, a lot of like running, running back threes on rosters or whatever you got him as. And I feel as though he has, has some high upside RB2, you know, low end RB1 upside if this PPR game gets it going every single week. I think that's that's the, the key because we live in a PPR world. Yeah. And, you know, I think the number is, I know Florio likes to quote it. I think it's, you know, a target is basically worth one and a half times uh, what, a, what a carry is. What so curious, yeah. knowing that ETN is going to get those pass catching opportunities out of the backfield, yeah. I think certainly makes him worthwhile. And, and I love James Robinson. I, I hope he is healthy and recovered and ready to play again. Yeah. Um, but just because he's not on the pup list now doesn't mean that something can't happen you know, a little bit down the road. And, yeah. You know, tweak something up, you know, that's tweak something. what happens, you know, unfortunately. Right. So, I mean, I hope everything is well for him. I hope he's able to, to get back on the field and play, but I, I also would sort of approach that with, uh, with a little bit of caution, yeah. Um, I think I'm trying to look and see where uh, what is Robinson's ADP right now. Uh, he's way down the list, so it might it might even still be. He's free. If his, right. If his ADP stays low, it's worth taking that shot later yeah. in a draft uh, and seeing if that works out for you. I mean, the year that we had with injuries, where you know you were running to the waiver wire for running backs, I'm not mad at having a James Robinson on the stash. Not you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Was, I mean, we know what he can do. We've seen what he can do when he's healthy. Um, yeah. So, I mean, even last year, like being banged up, he still got you, you know, nine touchdowns. So it's sure. it's not the worst thing in the world. Not, yeah, the, it, not only was he banged up, but just, you know, the mess that the Jaguars were <laughs> on and off the field. <laughs> on and off the field last year, still scored uh, nine touchdowns. It was a tragedy. <laughs> oh, man, it was awful. I, I Side note, I do think it was funny that Travis Etienne's like, look, if I was ever going to miss a year, it feels like last year was kind of the year oh, we missed. Yeah. So uh, I don't think he was totally wrong about that. No. Um, speaking of injured running backs, a uh, little bit of, of <laughs> unfortunate news. Not surprising, but unfortunate nonetheless. Chris Carson uh, announcing yeah. his retirement after five seasons because of a neck injury. Uh, he was released, basically, by the Seahawks. Oh, uh, first off, it's just... He only played five seasons. It felt like he was in our lives a whole lot longer than yep. that. 
I said the uh, same thing. I'm thinking like eight seasons. Right. Seven seasons. I was like, I, I really, I saw that. And I went to look and I'm like, wow, it really was only five seasons. And and honestly, it was only really three seasons of him being fully fantasy relevant. Yes. I mean, you know, his rookie, his rookie year, he just played four games. Last year, he played just four games because of the neck injury. So it was just, you know, 18, 19, and 20 that he was actually really fantasy relevant. Yeah. Uh, but I think what I always loved about Chris Carson from a fantasy perspective is that he was that guy who to me was perpetually underrated, right? He was always hanging on the board in round four and people were sort of drafting him as like a a mid round, mid level RB two. And when the season was done, he was kind of giving you fringe RB one numbers. Um, so you it's know, so hard I, to come by. Like it's I look so at him as like by. a Robert Woods. Like he's a Robert Woods type of template. Like that's why we mm-hmm. use for like even for Ryan Tannehill. I used it for last year, even though he burnt me. But we're not going to get that. <laughs> but I feel like Chris Carson, man, that's such a rare dime a dozen to get that RB two. That's so like when you draft him, you knew your running backs were set because yeah. you just got like that diamond a dozen. That's going to be productive and sucks to see him retire, man. Really, that burns for me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, certainly wish him the best in whatever whatever comes next for him after football. Um, but yeah, just unfortunate to see see the career end so soon and because of injury the way it did. Uh, but I do have to ask. I mean, is there a a new Chris Carson? And by that I mean like the the running back that that everybody sort of lets fall on the draft board, but ends up sort of outperforming his ADP. Listen, I feel as though we have. Maybe the prototype. We got somebody that's going into this next year, and he's still being undervalued. And I feel like it's going to be Elijah Mitchell. We're going to be looking at this Chris Carson type of like you know template because man, the guy performed when he was on field. I mean, he had five 100 yard games, and you know that's tied for second and behind Jonathan Taylor, who had 10, which is you know crazy. I I had to look at that twice, but I feel like, you know, Elijah Mitchell's, he's going to be that reliable RB2 for a lot of teams, and he's still that top guy, even though, you know, Shanahan likes to do the rotation. He's still that top dog, and he's going to eat, and I really feel as though we got to take him serious because he's second. Listen to this stat. 4.8 yards per carry versus stacked boxes. He's second in that. Nick Chubb at number one. This guy doesn't, it doesn't matter if the box is stacked. He's going to just go out there and eat, and right now he's like RB23, so what are we doing, people? Hey, what are we doing? Uh, yeah, that's a good one. My mine that I've been falling back on the last few years has been David Montgomery. Um, oh, I, yeah. I, don't, I don't, I don't know if people still have a bad taste in their mouth from his rookie season when he was really, really hyped, and he was just okay. You know, like, he wasn't great as a rookie; he was just okay. But he's been getting better steadily every year since then, and showing he can do more and more things. But yet, for whatever reason. You know, he's still coming off the board as like RB15, RB16. And this is a guy that I think has a legit chance every year because of the opportunity in that offense to finish as a top 12 running back. But it just feels like it feels like we haven't caught up. And maybe some of it is maybe some of it's just the case of if you put Montgomery in the top 12, who do you take out? And I I guess I kind of understand that argument. But uh, I don't know. I feel like we can find some room. Like I, I'm I looking and I'm still beating a drum on Cleo Herbert. That's why I really think, you know, that the couple games that he had on tape, you know, when David Montgomery wasn't there or available, I feel as though a lot of people are 
feared of like, you know, Herbert actually taking some type of touches. Cause we've seen this happening before with Tariq Cohen. It was a kind yeah. of annoying where we're like, yo, feed Monty, feed the beast. And, you know, it was constantly the Tariq Cohen show. So, you know, this may be a situation on the brew and I don't know. I just hope Monty eats this year. Cause I got a lot of them in my uh, fantasy leagues. Yeah. I mean, I hope so too. And I don't know. I'm, I'm not completely buying the Khalil Herbert thing just no. yet. Um, at least, you know, like obviously they will use him. He'll get involved, but I don't, I just don't see it in a way to make me worried about Montgomery's opportunity. Yeah. I just, I just don't, like I don't think the whole crowd happen. beating that drum, you know, it gets louder yeah. closer to September. I'll tell you that it gets louder. I think, but I think that's also part of, again, this is part of what happens when we are doing this all year long, all summer yeah. long without a break is that we got to find new, like we got to find new people to talk about, right? Like, exactly. you know, I mean, you know, this. Oh, no, no, don't say that. I was gonna say, I guess we could have the Gabe Davis argument. No, no, the, no, edit that. No, we don't want to start the, it. The 11th time, I guess, oh, or God, you know, no, we can, please. we can, we can run it back to the Amon Ross St. Brown arguments if you want. But hey, uh, I was part of that. That was a good <laughs> argument, but I'm glad that's dead. Calm but, down, uh, we're good. You know, I think, I think this is what happens. So we end up having to come up with new arguments, and so I yeah. think you know, that's how you end up with Khalil Herbert and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. Uh, last bit of news, and again, another piece of, of unfortunate news, but one with at least a silver lining here. Uh, Texans rookie wide receiver John Mechie uh, has been diagnosed with leukemia, uh, says he is very unlikely to play at all in the 2022 season. That is the bad news. The good news is uh, it's an incredibly curable form of leukemia, APL, which I, I acute. I'm going to try this. Pryomyelocytic leukemia. Um, is what he's been diagnosed with. It's, uh, as he said, the most curable form of leukemia. So he's going to take this year off, uh, try and get his health together, and we'll see what happens next year. So first and foremost, uh, best wishes for a, a complete and speedy recovery for John yeah. Mechie and you know, all the support and all the thoughts out to, to his friends and family and people around him uh, who are going to, you know, who I'm sure he will have to lean on during this time. Um, so we certainly wish him all the best. From a fantasy perspective, obviously, this leaves a little bit of a hole in a Texans wide receiver yeah. room that didn't have anything solidified. I mean, there's Brandon Cooks, and there's sort of everybody else. Yeah. Um, I know Mechie was a guy that, you know, maybe it was worth taking some some dart throws at later in drafts. Yeah. With him gone, is there anybody else in that wide receiver room, you know, besides Brandon Cooks you have an interest in? So believe it or not, I like Nico Collins. I mean, that's just me just watching tape on him. That's just me seeing that he's a 6'4", he knows a big body wide receiver that can go up and get it. And I like guys like that. It's just a matter if he can stay on field. And again, he's cheap, he's free, he's lit in those later drafts, so very low risk. Maybe high reward, you know, maybe he comes into this season and him and Davis Mills can bring some chemistry and score some touchdowns. But again, if you're going to draft anybody, I think Nico Collins is definitely should be on your radar. I mean, the thing about drafting Texans is that, generally speaking, uh, you're you're not putting out a lot of draft capital for them. <laughs> I mean, you're just not. You're not. Very you're, low. <laughs> you know, like, you've you got to invest something in Cooks. Um, but that's kind of it. I mean, I don't know. I've been drafting. Really, really, I still see him getting disrespected with ADPs, man. I, I feel as though I'm stealing when I get him as a wide receiver three. He's another guy. I just don't – in. In both real football and fantasy football, yeah, right? like, he gets disrespected every year. Like, I mean, He's the right. fact that he kept getting traded, it felt like every year for a while. Yeah, like, oh, he was getting yeah that's traded. That's He's going from one round, and everywhere he went, he kept putting up a thousand yards. He just he kept doing it, and for whatever reason, teams were like, "Yeah, you know what? Uh, that's yeah. not good enough. We're gonna just send you on somewhere else." 
It's um, not. You know, and in fantasy, sort of the same thing. I guess people keep looking at him and looking at his quarterback situations and and just it shrugging their shoulders. But <laughs> it hasn't mattered, man. I mean, he's been with a lot of different quarterbacks, and he still puts up the yeah. same. You know, still a thousand to twelve hundred yards every year. Disgusting. You know, six, seven, eight touchdowns every year. I don't know, man. I'm maybe I'm crazy. I wouldn't mind having a dude like that on my team. Nah, I'm just saying. He's productive. Uh, All right, take a quick break, come back, and we'll dive into some training camp questions, just things we're going to be looking for over the next few weeks. Uh, Guys maybe with something to gain, guys with maybe something to lose in training camp as well. So stick around for that coming up next on the NFL Fantasy Football Show. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top of it, like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid Mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps. 
in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. 
Angie's List is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie, too, for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com, or download the app today. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hanging out with Laquan Jones as uh, we dive into training camp stuff. I don't know if you have been watching NFL Network. I'm sure if you listen to the show, you probably have. And so you know that Inside Training Camp Live is uh, back on our screens. And in fact, coming up this weekend is Back Together Saturday. We will uh, be live at all 32 training camps uh, all across the country. It'll be all over the network. So uh, if you haven't started uh, tuning back into NFL Network, well, one, what? Why not? Uh, two, now is absolutely the time to do it because uh, it's live. It's for real. We have guys giving us football-like substance. We haven't quite reached football. We're only at football-like substance for the next yeah. few weeks. Uh, and then once we get to the end of August, we can have actual football again. Um, but let me just start with a basic question, LQ, because yeah. – uh, as you know, we spent a lot of time obviously going through numbers and watching game tape and, you know, arguing up and down, left and right, the whole deal. But now that we have, again, football like substance, yeah. what sort of things do you pay attention to during training camp and the preseason? So there's a lot of things that, you know, you could pay attention to and overreact to, you know, quad pictures, you know, that boost your <laughs> round every year. Shout out Mike Davis, because that was just ridiculous. But <laughs> there's a lot of things you could pay attention to. But for me personally, I look at the reps and the reps with the first team and a lot of, you know, camp battles that are going on. Like, I really don't pay too much attention the first couple of days of training camp, but that second week leading to the preseason and stuff like that, that's that's definitely something that you have to have on your radar. Like, for instance, Akers and Henderson, August 5th, I'll be at the Rams training camp. I'm definitely going to keep my eye on that. You know, how healthy is Akers and is Henderson taking just ones because Akers isn't healthy enough? These are all questions that are going to affect their ADPs, you know, and I feel like Gordon and Williams as well, you know, over there in Denver. That's something to pay attention to. So definitely reps and reps with first teams. That's something that you probably should just keep your focal point on. Yeah, I, I think that's that's sort of all that I'm about. Right. I just want to see uh, I want to see the reps, like who's lining up with the ones who's lining up with the twos, that sort of yeah. thing. Once we get to actual preseason games, you know, I'm also sort of keeping an eye on 
situations like what you know what situations are guys on the field who's who's on the field on third down who's getting yeah. the snaps on first and second down um i think that's sort of worth paying attention to now that doesn't mean you have to sit and watch all four quarters of a preseason game i don't think that's yeah. you know that, unless look, unless you love to I'm, you know don't don't I let mean, me hey, more power to you i can't don't let me tell you what to do that. right like i'm not your dad but whatever but you know like you know but pay attention to sort of like you know not only who's getting the reps with the first team what have you but also when guys are being used if there's a guy yep. that's consistently out there on third down you can get an idea that you know maybe that's what this this guy's role is going to be during the season so i think that's yep. something worth paying attention to uh i know it's fun to ooh and ah over training camp video of guys making toe tap catches and <laughs> you know guys running outs and stuff like that but yeah. uh you know i think you take that for what it is for entertainment purposes only uh and don't yeah. don't necessarily uh buy too much into nah. that don't do a whole thread. Hyper right. <laughs> exactly. Your quads. Uh, I also say I also say that as the person who is looking for, you know, the player that gets the hard knocks bump every season. Because there's always, oh, there's always one guy. This year, isn't it? It's the Lions. Yeah. There's always yeah. Like one guy who like, you know, has a you know, either a funny quote or makes a play and like on hard yeah. knocks, everybody's like, oh, let's pay attention to, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Uh, I admit that I do that. So, <laughs> uh, all right. Um, Obviously, a part of the offseason has been a lot of player movement, uh, especially yeah. with wide receivers going from one spot to another. But, you know, a lot of different positions, quarterbacks, running backs, et cetera. Uh, who is a player in a new place that you are most curious about watching this preseason? So I'm going to keep it home, uh, home in L.A., LA Rams. Uh, Alan Robinson's definitely somebody I'm curious to see with that chemistry, you know, with Matthew Stafford. This is his real first quarterback, and expectations are high for him. Like, I, I say that because it's true. Like, in my No, life, you're right. But we, I mean, we've been saying it for the last few years, and like this, but this, this is the time that it really is true. <laughs> yeah. And it, it's like, man, he has Matthew Stafford, and we see what Matthew Stafford did with Cup. I'm just really curious to see how he fits into this mold because we know Cooper Cup and Stafford are like, basically married at right at this point you know they're going to breakfast they're showing up at years they're, they're getting flashy like I, I love all that stuff and shout out cooper cup with that loud shirt you know that's something i would wear but i really feel as though alan robinson you know a lot of people are a little bit down because of their numbers last year but okay whatever the case may be we already know what that situation was now he has matthew stafford and sean McVay calling the plays like we cannot forget who alan robinson is he's that guy that's going to go up top and get that ball and come down and score that's something that I'm really curious to see how he fits into this mold. Yeah, um, I am too. I, I guess I think just I just sort of believe that like he's going to eat. I just yeah. feel, I feel so calm. I mean, one, you're talking about a talented receiver. You're preparing him with you know the best quarterback he's ever played with in his professional career. You've got well, him with you've got him with a very good offensive head coach. Yeah. Um, you know, and he slides right into that role as the number two behind Cooper Cup. I mean, we've seen you mentioned Robert Woods earlier, right? Robert Woods eight for years eight. Uh, there, right? Odell Beckham before he got hurt was doing big. I mean, look, even yeah. in that Super Bowl game, was making plays, was doing big things Man, in the Super MVP. Bowl. Right, but I mean, he very well could have if he had kept going on what what he was doing early. Yeah. Um, you know, he was making plays there, so there is room for Allen Robinson to succeed. And I was yeah. surprised earlier this draft season at how low his ADP was. It didn't, it didn't it really make sense to me. Uh, yeah, it really kind of was. It was definitely disrespectful. So, I'm, you know, I, I feel like it's sort of evened out now. Like, we're in a, we're in a better place. Yeah, we're in a, <laughs> we're in a better place now. Um, I'm going to keep it 
with wide receivers. Uh, and I'm going to go with Juju Smith-Schuster. And I feel like there's been a lot of Juju talk lately. I've seen a lot more Juju talk on my, on my timeline. Yeah. Uh, look, who knows if he gets back to where he was a few years ago with the Steelers. You can't guarantee it, but this is the best opportunity he's had. He's yeah. in this Kansas City offense with, you know, arguably the best quarterback in the league uh, in a dynamic offense. He's got Travis Kelsey on one side to sort of help take some of that attention away. He's got Marquez Valdez-Scantling to help stretch the field. Sure. Uh, and I, I think I think we're going to see Juju kind of go back to being the playmaker he was earlier in his career in Pittsburgh. Uh, I yeah. feel like the ADP may be starting to come up a little bit, but it's been pretty low for the most part. I think I think people have looked at what happened the last few years and have just sort of written Juju off. Yeah. Um, I see do that at your own peril. But I guess at the same time, thank you for the discount because yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, it's very much It'll change there. your ways. It, it really has. And I, and I also say it, though, too, because we have for years been desirous of having any other parts of the Chiefs offense, right? I mean, you know, you knew yeah. you were drafting Kelsey very early. You were drafting Tyreek Hill probably in the first round the last couple of years. And we had been trying to, you know, square peg, round hole, another Chiefs wide receiver for yeah. years. I mean, years. It's, it's not. Right? It's the reason <laughs> we kept trying to make Nicole Hardman a thing. Uh, it's the reason you know we, we even tried with like Byron Pringle and Demarcus <laughs> Robinson and you know oh, all these guys that they were going through. So I think Juju is at least in part an answer to that. Yeah. Um, so I'm I, I really want to watch. I, I saw you know video of a diving catch. I know this falls under the don't get hyped about <laughs> videos. Um, and I don't think it's not the video itself of the diving catch that mm -hmm. that gets me excited. What it was is that. It was a downfield throw that he that he was getting to chase, and that was something that didn't happen those last couple of years in Pittsburgh. Um, he had become a de facto tight end, where like he would catch the football, and the blue line of scrimmage line was still on the screen, which is like the worst thing ever for your fantasy receiver. So just the fact that, at least in these training camp videos, we see them pushing the ball downfield to Juju, that yeah. excites me as much as Yeah, me. definitely. I, I feel as though, you know, you're, you're getting a discount on Juju and hopefully it stays that way. I feel so he's getting an upgrade at quarterback as well. Like, we have to oh, look cool. at Patrick Mahomes as one of the best. So, you, we can only expect, you know, at least, I would say, serviceable, you know, wide receiver duty and wide receiver points week to week from Juju. Because more or less when you're drafting him, he's probably in your flex or he's not, you know, even in your lineup. But once those points are producing – You'll probably throw him back in there. I just know that you know going from end of career Ben Roethlisberger to broken Ben. That's to, all I call it. to in his prime Patrick Mahomes. Man, I mean that's who a huge jump and it is gotta respect it. He, Juju's going to be fine this year. I mean it's like it's like going from like the box mac and cheese to like actual like really homemade <laughs> mac. And Mom, cheese. what is this? Right, you're like oh like oh man. I, I can't go back now. So that's like um, me when I first I had the shot rate brand pop tarts for probably most of my childhood. And then when I moved out, the, I actual, the actual, I'm like, wow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. Wow. Exactly. You're like, man, my mom's been holding out on me. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for real. Um, which team or maybe teams, uh, if there's more than one, are you most interested in watching this preseason? Oh man, I got a couple, man. I'm well. Jets are obviously on top of my list. I want to see what those draft pieces they got. You know, at least some of them. Like I probably won't see much of Brees Hall, but maybe a couple touches. Let's see. You know how he's looking in game speed. Well, 
preseason game speed or whatever, you know, <laughs> we're actual football players not on his team, but Steelers maybe, maybe we get some Kenny Pickett action, you know, that'd be cool to see maybe some Trubisky, see how, you know, much he's taken a step forward in his development. Um, obviously the, the, the Baker and Sam Darnold saga, I mean, <laughs> that's, that's, that's definitely on top of my list. I need to see who's going out there taking those reps. So that'd be something to watch. Yeah, uh, I definitely want to see Pittsburgh. As you mentioned, the, the Pickett-Trubisky battle is, is going to be one that's interesting to watch. I, I want to see the Dolphins um, just to kind of see because there's so many pieces there. And, I, you know, I know we, we talk a lot about the Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, you know, Tua triumvirate there. But they also went out and added some running backs, too. So there's a lot of guys, a lot of pieces that Mike McDaniels has to try to figure out, like, how they – fit together and i'm i'm very curious to kind of watch that offense uh, a little bit down there uh you know like i don't know how much we're going to see aaron Rodgers and his guys but you know what what they do without Devonte adams how they spread the ball around i saw yeah. Rodgers rogers joking about going from you know hall of famer to hall of famer with Devonte adams and uh alan lazard which i know was yeah. sort of a you know him him poking fun at Devonte, saying he went from yeah. hall of famer to that hall is of crazy <laughs> i love it um, yeah it's, you know look it's all i i feel like it's all in good fun it's nothing yeah, serious it's so uh but i'm kind of curious about that i i want you know i want to see the saints uh this off this, this preseason another guy uh, i want to see yeah Chris Olave is there. Michael Thomas is back on the practice field. In yeah. fact, he was uh, taking shots on Twitter. The fantasy doctors on Twitter. Uh, Michael Thomas, who is the king of cryptic tweets. Uh, oh, he's a sick man. <laughs> he was, you know what? I truly believe, you know, if you, if you have seen the, the infamous Denny Carter, uh, you know, wide receiver tweets or yes. speaks yes. kindly and carries a knife. I am I am 127% sure that that was written about Michael Thomas because he yeah, is the king uh, of tweets like that. But I, I want to see what what this group looks like. Yeah. And I don't know how much, you know, how much Dennis Allen is going to let these guys play. But with Jameis at quarterback healthy, uh, with Michael Thomas back, Olave there, Alvin Kamara, um, I just kind of want to get a feel for what this offense is going to be. Again, yeah. I don't. I don't know how many snaps we're going to see them all together, but I, I would. Unfortunately, we probably won't see Winston. We probably won't see Michael Thomas, but I really want to see Chris Olave. I want to see yeah. what he can do out there. No, I'm with you. I'm I'm totally agreed on that too. Plus, look, I just want to see what other wide receivers might be worth, uh, you know, throwing a dart at in this offense, if any. Um, yeah. And that's that's what preseason is going to be about. Uh, which player or players do you feel like has the most to gain? Uh, in in preseason and training camp, um, your guy Geno Smith, man, I really feel so. If he comes out polished, ready to go, week one, I really think he can make the Seahawks. Like we're really looking at the Seahawks right now. We're thinking, oh, they're fourth in the division. They're going to be trash. You know, they're going to get a quarterback next year. I think if Geno Smith comes out polished and he's good and doing his job, because he wasn't bad last year when he took over for Russell Wilson, I'll say that. So I really feel as though he could take a step forward and end up having them win some games, be contenders in the division, even though the Rams are winning the Super Bowl again. But, you know, you still want to <laughs> <laughs> you think I wasn't going to catch you saying that? You're going to slip that in? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'm curious because that's that's another interesting camp battle between yeah. Geno Smith and Drew Locke. Um, I don't think the winner of that battle becomes necessarily fantasy relevant, but I do think it's going to be impactful for – DK Metcalf and Tyler yeah. Lockett and all the rest of the pass catchers there. Uh, mm -hmm. No, side note: Are you are we in on Noah Fant at all now that he's in Seattle? 
I feel like we haven't talked about. I feel like I haven't heard anybody talk about. Yeah, I haven't heard it. I haven't seen any threads. <laughs> yeah, I've seen nothing about. Like so. I, I don't know. He's a question mark for me. He's going late too. He's like probably tied in fourteen, fifteen. Not in front of me looking. You know, he's he's in those later mm-hmm. realms where you take a shot. But I don't know. It, yeah, it depends who the quarterback is. To be honest, I, I feel like if he had stayed in Denver with Russell Wilson coming oh. in, we would be How do you all think he over felt when he got that text. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. It was, probably like, it was probably like, hey man, we're getting Russell Wilson. Uh, but you're on your way to Seattle. So, Dude, like, oh my god, I was so pissed. I mean, it's <laughs> a fun, fun story. I just remember years ago hearing uh Jeff Hornacek, who was a longtime NBA guard, uh, played for the Suns, and he was once asked by Suns general manager, Hey, how would you feel if we could go out and get Charles Barkley in a trade? And Hornacek says, I think that's awesome. We should do whatever we can to bring in a guy like Charles Barkley. Great, because we're going to send you to Philadelphia. So that was... <laughs> that's so dirty. That is that's disrespectful. So dirty. That's kind of what I feel like happened to, to Noah Fant. Like, hey, man, we got a chance to get Russell Wilson, uh, but we got to trade you to Seattle. It's yeah, <laughs> so dirty. I'll be so pissed. I'm like, no, uh, I retire. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, as for me, you know, a guy I feel like has a lot to potentially gain in training camp is Zach Wilson. Um, You talked about the Jets and being interested in watching the Jets. Yes. They went out of their way to really kind of build around him. I mean, you know, we, we knew, you know, we were excited about Elijah Moore. We were excited last year about Michael Carter, but they go in, they add Brees Hall, they get Garrett Wilson. uh, You know, they're trying to sort of beef up this offensive line a little bit. They are at least giving him a chance to be successful. What he does with that is sort of on him at totally this point yeah. it's up to him but i don't think anybody's going to look around and say well they didn't give him help which is sort of the opposite of what happened with sam darnold where you know yeah Dar- darnold has had some issues on his own like i'm not i'm not i'm not absolving him of the poor play he has had yeah. um, it, it was kind of like 60 40. yeah i mean so no no like- he he, has, he, he bears a lot of responsibility in yeah. this situation. Not going to lie about that. But I don't know that the Jets did a lot in the past to help him out either those first couple of it. years. Yeah, this um, is probably the best Jets draft they had in, yeah. since I've been on this earth. <laughs> I, I, th- I mean, I, I honestly think that was sort of why, in the end, it was best for both sides to separate just because mm-hmm. it just wasn't working out. It was a mutual – it was a yeah. mutual screw-up. Um, but – they are they are helping Zach Wilson, I think, in ways that they've never that they never helped Sam Darnold before. And so I think, yeah, I'm this is a chance for him to really take that leap forward. And I know no one's no one's drafting him in fantasy, expecting him to do much of anything. I don't know if anyone's drafting him at all outside of like two QB leagues or super flex leagues or what have you. Um, but there really is a chance for him, I think, to take a step forward this year with the guys around him and seeing if he can he can become something close to what the Jets were hoping when they drafted him. He can be more like that guy that made that throw in a pro day that you know broke fantasy Twitter for about twenty four hours. Like that, that I think uh, that, that I think is a big deal. So yeah. Um, uh, all right. So then on the flip side, which player has the most to lose during training camp? I'm going back to that Sam Darnold and Baker. You know, saga if Baker is not the starter of week one, his career is over. And I'm going to say that respectfully. It's over. If Sam Darnold beats you out of camp and Sam Darnold's the starter for a week. Especially after they gave up assets to trade trade for you, too. What? Like, for real? Like, (laughs) he has the most to lose than anybody in camp right now because it's like, if you go in there, you know, if your head is not, you know, mentally there and you 
just going through the emotions, man. Sam Darnold is fighting for his life right now. So it's a little, you know, different on the other side. Sam Darnold's fighting to be the starter because, you know, they're cool, but you know, <laughs> Sam Darnold, you know what that means. Oh, yeah. No, like we're, yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're cool. Like, you know, it's like the, the co worker that you, you say hi to, but you're not like, we're not, we're not going happy hour together. Like, yeah. that's, that's, that's what that means. Like, we're yeah. cool. We're, we're cool. cool. That's, but he's that's not taking mind. my job. <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh, you know, I'll keep it, I'll kind of keep it going along that same vein. And we talked about Pittsburgh. And I think Mitch Trubisky has a lot to lose right now. Um, you know, the Steelers went and brought him in. And for a minute, it looked like he was, you know, for sure the bona fide starter. Yeah. Then they go out and draft Kenny Pickett. Uh, and now there is an actual camp battle happening yeah. between these two. And I wouldn't be surprised if Trubisky wins that job. Yeah. I would be a little bit surprised if we're talking week 17, 18, and Mitch Trubisky has been the starter all year long. I, yeah. I just don't know if if that's going to happen, but I think – I think it starts in training camp. If Pickett can go out and be competitive, um, you know, and really force the coaches to think about this, I think that bodes well for him over the course of the season. And like I said, even if he doesn't win the job out of camp, uh, if he can play well in training camp and in the preseason and at least make the argument that he deserves a yeah, shot. Argument, yeah. Just just make the argument that you deserve a shot. Then I think he's going to get that job before the year is out. Now, if he goes and he just you know poops the bed, um, then it's Trubisky's gig, and you know we just we all move on until next year. But uh, I do think I do think Trubes has a lot to lose uh, in this he one. Does. Like, you know, I mean, this is this is his last chance, I think, to really be a bona fide starter in this league. And if it doesn't happen this year. Uh, I think I think he's just a journeyman at this point. Yeah, at this point. I feel like, you know, Mitch, he's a serviceable quarterback. And like you said, Pickett has to be doing something in camp that's like over and beyond in the preseason as well for him to win that starting job because I think they can win games with Trubisky, you know what I mean? And for fantasy purposes, I'm not worried about Deontay Johnson. Either way, whoever's that quarterback, you know, Trubisky produced, you know, Allen Robinson's, you know, top 12, you know, back-to-back -back seasons and 1,000 yards. So it's like Trubisky's a serviceable quarterback, and he can definitely make, you know, the guys that we know and love, you know, like Chase Claypool and Deontay Johnson fantasy relevant. And, of course, Najee Harris. So I'm not really too worried about the Steelers' offense as much as, you know, I feel everybody else so Trubisky you know it could be Pickett I'm, I'm good with both of them you know at the uh, at the captain spot I feel like the idea that you know we're not worried about the Steelers offense and you're not the first person to say this but mm -hmm. uh I feel like a lot of that stems from as as you call him broken Ben right yeah. like the fact that Ben Roethlisberger was the guy he was over the last couple of years yeah and but we were still okay drafting Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool exactly. and all those guys so I mean if if those guys could prosper with Ben at the end of his career, why couldn't they do the same with everybody like that? So, uh, so yeah, I guess that, that argument does, does make some sense for me. Mm -hmm. um, last thing before we wrap up the show, uh, the story that kind of went around Twitter hilarious. Uh, on, on Tuesday. <laughs> so Kyler Murray, you got his big new contract after, you know, 
unfollowing or scrubbing the Cardinals from all his social uh, media. Social media scrub. It's it's always the same time of year. I know, right? Like when I get close to renegotiating my deal with this place, I'm gonna just start scrubbing everything about the NFL like off of off of all my social media. I feel like you know, I feel like if I did that, the NFL would be like, whatever, man, we'll just hire somebody else. <laughs> but like, you know, like I feel like it wouldn't work the same for me yeah. as it did for Tyler. But whatever. So he gets his new contract and it comes out on Tuesday that part of the contract is that it requires him each week to do four hours of quote independent study before each game. Uh, And part of that is he has to be studied. He can't have the TV on in the background. He can't be playing video games. I mean, basically like the Cardinals are doing to, to Kyler what my parents did to me. Exactly. I was, was going to say that. When I was like 12, right? Like that's what they did to me. Unplug the TV me. now. Do your homework. Right. You know, like do your homework. That's basically what the Cardinals are doing to Kyler. Um, there's been plenty of talk about, you know, is this a good look? What this means for Kyler? What this means for the Cardinals? Like, whatever. I don't care. Like, yeah. as long as he shows up and plays well, like, I don't really care how much film he's watching. Yeah. Um, but it did make me think. Is there a thing like either in your work life or in your personal life, uh, maybe one of both, where in order for you to actually do it, like you would have to have it, you know, <laughs> in a contract? Would you like, would you like, I don't know, there's something at the house where you and your wife were used to like, she'd have to put it in writing to like make you do that or something at work? Like, I'm, I'm curious about that. Yeah. So I know my wife's watching, so she's going to get a kick out of this. It needs to be <laughs> in the marriage clause that I have to do the dishes load the dishwasher and actually hit start on the dishwasher <laughs> i'm that guy i'll load it like oh okay i'll do the dishes i'll load it but i won't start it it's there for a day and it smells terrible i'm sorry oh. babe i'm working on it <laughs> <laughs> that's funny i will say my thing is i don't mind i don't mind doing laundry yeah i don't even mind folding laundry it's putting laundry away is the yeah. thing that I would have to, you know, that, that I would have to have contracted. I, I need a clause on that because otherwise, like, like, seriously, like I don't even mind folding it because I can sit there and, like yeah. watch TV as I'm folding yeah. laundry. Like that's not really a big deal. But then yeah. chances are way. it will like just sit in the basket, basket. <laughs> or or the other part is like I'll just I'll just sit it on the edge of the bed. Right. Yeah. And like, I know that people always say, well, if you sit it on the bed, that forces you to like move it and put it away. But, like, no, it doesn't. Sure. I just, I just try not to put my feet down to that portion of the bed when You're I just terrible man. Like I just try to you know maneuver my legs and feet away from that. So Sleeping in an awkward position, not the yeah. I mean, over. I'll just like I'll sleep on a diagonal if it means I don't have. Oh to move my god. Uh, so yeah, that's the that's the thing. I would say like work wise, like doing kicker rankings. And I'm I'm sorry to I'm sorry to all the folks out like I know there are people yeah. out there who do kicker stuff. I know Linda does a great job with it. I know you know oh, Denny yes. Carter, Carter does a great job with kicker stuff. Um, and like your work is valuable, and I respect it and I appreciate it. But like when I have to sit down and do kicker rankings, either before the season or in season, like it does make me question my life choices. <laughs> What am I doing? It does. Like, you know, because like I get maybe like three or four guys. I'm like, okay. And then the rest of them, I'm like, I don't know. I can just throw the names up in the air and just have them come down in an order. Yeah. And that would be. And there you that, go. Your top five right there. That's sort of how I feel about it. And I say this is somebody who doesn't want to get kickers out of fantasy. Like, I think they belong in fantasy. I just don't want to have to rank them. That's all. Kickers are that's people all. too. Kickers are people too. I just don't want to have to rank them. That's my only beef. Um, and so, like, if they put that in contract, then that, that might have to be a thing. 
<laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> LQ, appreciate you stopping by. Uh, I know yes. you said you're going to, you're going to uh, Rams camp soon, huh? Yes, that should be awesome. August 5th, I'll be there with the fam. And, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing some camp battles and seeing some of my favorite players and meeting them. Awesome. Well, yeah, uh, enjoy Irvine. Um, just, a, a, you know. Just about an hour in traffic sitting down there and uh, oh god stop don't talk about traffic <laughs> so enjoy hey look this is your life now you live here with us you're one of us this is that is life. true I, I i chose this life choice but uh, just you know find oh, a podcast find a podcast like re-listen re-listen to this podcast i'm gonna hit the lottery and just buy a plane or something man. there you go our jet pack there you go we'll all chip <laughs> in like you know i'll give you gas money if you can like you know use your helicopter or whatever to come pick me up and go do Let's go facts. So. <laughs> there you go uh all right uh i think that'll do it that'll do it for this edition of the nfl fantasy football podcast stay happy safe and healthy do good and live well take care of yourselves take care of the folks around you uh enjoy training camp everybody and uh, we'll talk to you next week